Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, it's me, Dave Stone, former co-host of the Boogie Monster podcast. From 2016 to 2023, myself and Kyle Kinane got together each week to ramble on about ghosts, aliens, Bigfoot, and other mysteries of the universe. Or at least that was our initial intentions. But if you've listened before, you know that it usually devolved into disjointed rants about vans and fried chicken. During that time, we also ran a Patreon page that offered up exclusive bonus episodes to our patrons, usually in the form of Q&A sessions. And even though the Boogie Monster is currently on an indefinite hiatus, we're offering up those old bonus episodes to the general population so that everyone can enjoy our old nonsense. Hopefully someday soon we'll dust off our microphones and resurrect the Boogie Monster. But until then, enjoy a blast from the past from your old pals Kyle and Dave. Thanks for listening. The Boogie Monster with Kyle Kinane and Dave Stone. Cloaked in secrecy, they show up without warning. State their business, then vanish as quickly as they appear. Are you ready for the sex girls? Not that I believe in it, but mm-hmm. I can see that. But I, these guys are dumb freaking nerds. The Boogie Monster. Podcasting the Unknown. You want to just peruse these on the fly or have some... Yeah, especially since I started. Oh, okay. I got you. I got, oh, God, you always get me. Man, you got to pay attention here. Jeez, you can't sleep on Canaan. You, actually, you totally can. I got. <laughs> I am not sharp. Uh, yeah, well, I got, well, we decided, hey, hey, welcome, everybody. This yeah. The first special episode. Yeah. It's a few days late. <laughs> been, I, I said give or take a few days. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much everything. I yeah. wish we could do every Tuesday, give or take a few days. <laughs> Like once a week on average. Yeah. But, uh... Yeah, first episode for the, uh... Is it patrons? Uh, I, the thing is Patreon, but the people who have pledged, are they are they our patrons? Pa- Patreon sounds like... Is that like a Greek term for... I guess. Welcome to the... That's Pantheon. That's true, too. <laughs> In addition to the facts you've already established, <laughs> that is also true. But, yeah, thank you, patrons. This is, uh... We're up and running. The first one we've had. Uh, I mean, we don't have to go into stats, but uh, several of you guys. <laughs> we don't have to go into stats, but hey, uh, uh, Luke, I hope you enjoy this episode that's being made, especially for you. <laughs> it's just one guy. <laughs> it's one dude named Luke, and he loves the show. Uh, no, th- yeah, this has been awesome, and thank you for uh, emailing questions. Now you get this is all special just for you, special yeah. guys, and, yeah. and also thanks to the. I know I've gotten emails from the guys who set up the. Reddit page and everything. Thank you for doing that. Even if our, our, our online presence isn't there, we're aware of it. And yeah. let us please acknowledge you here and say thank you for that. Unless you don't uh, subscribe to the uh, Patreon. Yeah. Then I, piss off. Yeah. Then, then, then you guys could tell them to go fuck themselves on the Reddit and be like, when did they say that? On the special episodes when they said that, you dicks. <laughs> on the one you're too cheap to pay for. By the way, if you are now uh, a, a patron... 
I guess you could chime in with some audio request. Yeah, yeah. Just... <laughs> some technical. The whole stance before, I'm like, how much was it? Free? Yeah. Then kiss my whole asshole. And I was like, hey, you know, if you guys want to drop a few bucks on the episode, I guess you can wait, uh, wait in a little bit. Look at that. That's a good one. Get out of here, burp. Oh, Pat and Deb are on the back porch by mom. My, really? Mom and dad, yeah. My, mom and dad's like, in Your town. dad's been belching back here the whole day. It sounds like the background of the boogie monster. I'm like, ah, all right. <laughs> what are they doing in town? Ah, they're just uh, coming to visit the kids. Had a couple of days off, so they're around. Who knows? Maybe we'll dip in here. Maybe we'll yeah. get, get, get mom's take on some Get stuff. a Mothman update from Deb. Okay, oh, that, that was that, a suggestion that I think should happen. Well, maybe we'll get her. <laughs> I've told her to keep her eyes to the skies. <laughs> but, yeah, so this is uh, our first uh uh, uh, listener submitted questions special yeah. episode mm-hmm. so we're not going to give you the frills and fancifulness of uh you know weekly updates because yeah. you should live on forever yeah just meat and potatoes this is, here. this is about you guys uh-huh the the, the fun loving people yeah anything, and if you know anything like it, and it's been a rough week yeah in oh. actual world news yeah so hopefully this can be a it's been a pleasurable respite been a rough week on many sides Many sides. Listen, both sides had a rough yeah, week. Yeah, many right? sides. Both yeah. sides. A lot of fine uh-huh. people had a rough week. Yeah. There's bigotry and hatred on many sides. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. Oh. I, listen, I'm... What was I just joking with Alex? Like, like, like where it's now, it's like, I'm racist, and you need to respect that. Like, everybody... <laughs> I like, identify this as This is a ra- who I am. Yeah, I was saying the exact words. Like, I yeah. identify as a racist. I am a xenophobe, so, and that's now your problem. That's a phobia. Yeah. That's a phobia, mm-hmm. so you should respect my I, phobia. I have a disorder. Like, we'll get into it in the weekly episode. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, oh, man, let's... Do we jump right in? I mean, why not? You know, I feel like we got to do our. You know, we got to warm each other. We got to fluff each other a little bit like with, with the weekly episodes because I haven't seen you in a little bit. I know it's been a while. When but we, uh, in the woods, we'll talk about that on Tuesday. We'll get to in, that. I was in the lake area and I got afraid of skinwalkers. Up, oh, that'll come on Tuesday. We'll talk about that. That's very intriguing. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're listening to this, you're obviously a patron, or you're uh, you're. I don't know. I don't know if you could uh, get this illegally. I don't know if you could net bit torrent. I'm sure. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure somebody. But if you're listening to this, you're obviously a patron. But if uh, you know, if you didn't get in on this on the uh, the Q and A, uh, Boogie Monster. Oh, no, no, patreon.com slash boogiemonster, and we've got the, the question submission, the Q&A board, or whatever you want to call it. So uh, for uh, if you didn't get out on this month, uh, next month, just get on there and, and, and ask us a question, and we'll get it to We'll get to it. There I love go. it. Yeah. Well, let's jump, let's jump on some of these questions. We cracked open a – we got a couple cold Budweiser's here. Cold beer. A couple cold beers. And uh, what, what, D- Dave, go ahead and pick one. First. Well, just for uh, the sake of um, punctuality, I'll, uh, the very first one, it looks like. It looks like these have been submitted in chronological order, yeah. or they're appearing in chronological order. Uh, Braden T., uh, do you think the people who say they have been abducted by aliens are just crazy, or is there a possibility of it? Well, that's kind of a broad question. I, I would imagine uh, some of them. Might uh, suffer from some sort of uh, disorder or mental illness, but uh, as a believer in aliens and UFOs, I would like to think that uh, a good percentage of people who claim they've seen something or experienced something are, in fact, sanely telling the truth. Well, as I've said in the past, too, I think sleep, sleep paralysis can take the blame for a lot of unexplained phenomena. Mm-hmm. If you haven't suffered from sleep paralysis, I, I, we talked about it before. Dave, do you ever get it? I don't think I have. Uh, to, to recap, it's it's basically it's the uh, the middle point where 
It's 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 the inverse of sleepwalking. <laughs> sleepwalking is your mind is asleep, but your mm-hmm. body's still awake. Okay. That's why you're physically moving everything. Sleep paralysis is the opposite, where your mind is still awake, but your body is asleep. Wow. And so it's that middle, almost lucid dream state mm-hmm. where when I've had it, you're falling asleep and you and you know where you are. There's no dream location. You're not mm-hmm. in some fantasy land. You know you're in your bed, in I'm your in home. I'm in my bed. Over okay. there's a glass of water I set down right uh-huh. before that. That's my window. I can still hear you know my neighbor out there doing whatever, but... All of a sudden, elements like dream elements will come into it. And for me, it was like I would always hear a voice. I would hear like a, like like a grumbling, like like when they do like a classic devil voice. Uh-huh. I would hear that in the corner of the room, or I would, uh, you know, get the idea of a presence. You read about sleep paralysis; they always have like there's like a presence in the room, or someone's sitting on the bed. Hmm. And I think that's where people get into the idea. Like it explains a lot of ghosts, and it explains a lot of alien stuff. Because you're like, oh, and then they came, and I knew they were they were touching me, and I couldn't uh-huh. move, but I know I was awake, and that's so. I'm going to say sleep paralysis can take the responsibility for a lot of stuff. Could be. So there you go. It's funny. I just as I was clicking on that, I just looked at a question from Alvin Fox that said, "Have either of you had sleep paralysis?" So I just answered two of the questions, <laughs> and then underneath it says, so "Kevin Bybee says Kyle talked about having that on an episode." I was like, "All right, no, okay, yeah, it's all taken. You guys handle it yourself then." <laughs> um, but oh, yeah, I, I think though, I, I I don't know, man. I would again, like everything, I'd like it, but like, but if like if I've met somebody, it's like, oh yeah, I totally mm-hmm. got sucked up. Yeah. Oh, that that Sarah Live sketch with Ryan Gosling and Kate McKinnon. Which one? It's it's just they're being interviewed as being abductees. Oh, I haven't seen that. And, Kate McKinnon is so funny. Like, Ryan Gosling just fell out. Like, nobody in the sketch could keep it together. Yeah, she's funny. She's just kind of a trashy woman. Like, yeah. nah, it came up. It kept grabbing on my honkers the whole time. There's a line of them little buggers. And like, it was, ah, it was good stuff. Honkers funny. Yeah. I think, um, I don't know. I think maybe they just took some people. Hmm. Could be. <sighs> I wish. Would you? All right. If the, Dave, if the option was given to you, mm-hmm. like, listen. We're aliens. Mm-hmm. Do you want to go through the thing? Absolutely. They, well, wait, you don't know the thing yet. Okay. The thing is, well, listen, you can come on the ship. They're going to play with my butthole, I'm oh, assuming. Shit. That is my only hesitation. I wouldn't. Okay. Play with your butthole or lose your taste buds forever. Oh, boy. Ooh. Well, okay. Is that a thing that happens? I'm. In this scenario, it is. Well, then, like, if I like, lose like, my like, tape, like, I'm an alien, Dave. How's it going? I'm an alien. We're real. Mm-hmm. Would you like to come on board the ship and, you know, give us? It's like when something. It's like when your computer crashes. Like, do you want to send this report to Apple to uh-huh. help everybody else, Dave? Do you want to be one of the subjects that we could test on? Well, if that were the case, if, if that was the repercussion, that I'd lose my taste buds forever, yeah. part of me says go for it anyway because losing my taste buds, as terrible as that would be, that would probably improve my overall health. <laughs> it'd, probably, it'd, probably slow, it'd probably slow the beast down a little bit that lives with inside my belly. Uh, you have to be purely a textual eater. Yeah. Textural. 
But then knowing that is life worth living anyway. Oh man! But if then I have you no get taste buds, know, then the rest of your life you're like, I know there's aliens out there. That's true too. And then think about all the eating contests you could win for like, oh, this is the hottest. You could eat for free everywhere. Like, oh, if you eat the hottest bowl of ramen, it's free. Like, I'll get it every day for lunch. <laughs> Oh man, as is as much as I would hate to lose my taste buds, I think I would sacrifice that to know and experience yeah. that aliens are legit. I'd st- I'd let them play with my butthole. Yeah, I'd, they, you don't have to be an alien for that. I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> Wear a goddamn. <laughs> oh boy. Wear a Yoda mask. <laughs> just be a stranger. I'll lick them and stick them, fellas. <laughs> be a stranger. Could just be somebody at a Halloween party. I don't let you do that. Alex Holcomb asks, how do you come up with the album titles or the joke names on albums? Well, you have a very interesting approach to that, yeah. at least with the uh, the track names. Yeah, I just stole all of mine. <laughs> I like that, though. The first album was uh, Cheap Trick Live at Budokan. Uh-huh. I just took all the track listings from that. The second one was Kiss, Kiss. Alive. Uh, and the third one... N.W.A.? Third one was N.W.A. Third one was N.W.A. because... And then I just told it to him. It was Comedy Central. Like, you can't do this. These are already signed. I'm like, well, it's funny because I did it on the last album. And you could just hear lawyers freak out. Like, yeah. Well, we might have to pull this off the shelves. I'm like, what shelves? It's iTunes. But also, okay, on that logic... There are songs that completely different songs that share the same title. Yeah, you know, but not I, covers I blatantly tough. ripped them off. And I like honestly, that's that's you know but, what that hurts my feelings. Like with the way Gene Simmons sues fucking everybody. Yeah, and I got nothing yet. So if Gene Simmons finds my album and 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 sues me, I'll be like, all right, I made it because I'm on Gene Simmons' radar. Yeah, I also heard uh, Cheap Trick isn't happy about. There's a bar in Chicago called Club Foot, and they would have, like, they kind of did their logo, like the cheap trick, like the uh-huh. offset type. And I guess they came through, like, yeah, you, you can't do that. That's our, that's our logo. But come on, man. Here's. Cheap trick, you're supposed to be cool. Kiss. I realize Kiss is a bunch of dorks. I get all that concern if you're a rock band. You know, if you're a rock yeah. band and you're lived the, like, totally different. Who cares? Yeah. But well. yeah, I, I, I've always uh, thought that was a. Uh, uh, a pretty interesting way to do it. Myself, uh, I just have one album, and I was just, uh, I don't know, the, the album cover came about with like a, kind of a recreation of like a outlaw country album. Yeah. So I tried to f- stick with that with the uh, uh, the track listings and just make them sound like songs. I have like the ballad of Don and Nancy and yeah. something, something blues, and just like old, like, oh, that might sound like an old country song. Yeah, I hate it when it's literal, like, oh, fat chicks. Closing yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> Tinder date. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Just Come on, be a little creative. Just let it happen. Yeah, my last one was just all the ingredients of a uh, Chicago beef hot dog. Man, that's good, too. That was <laughs> great, like, too. Put them all in there. What's funny for editing, though, is I just have all the ingredients, and then I'm like, well, we've got to make the jokes fit into this yeah. number of tracks. So that's why, the, that's why the jokes are all over, because it's like there'll be half a joke in one track. Like, just listen to the album, then. The only downside of that is, like, if, I, if you come on Pandora, or if I'm trying to show somebody let somebody listen yeah. to one of your tracks. I have no idea what joke it's joke well, is then, which. Oh, and then you got to listen to the whole thing again. <laughs> Tough shit. Gotcha. I can gotcha. Oh man. Um. All right. I'm gonna do one. Uh, Tavin Kastner asks one for both the guys. Out of all the extra normal things, some could experience extra normal. Hmm. I like that. Okay. 
Uh, of all the extra normal things some could experience, what would terrify you the most to encounter? Uh-huh. I guess of anything. Supernatural is what I'm getting out of this. Man, I think skin some sort of skinwalker would, would be pretty... They just seem so sinister and... Yeah, and have the ability justified to, to want to haunt you mm-hmm. as a uh, as a white man on their land. Yeah, like yeah, and, and again Some an motive. experience that now I'm going to want to talk about on Tuesday. But we're going to Lake Powell, yeah, and realizing it was a valley that was like it was like Hopi <laughs> Indians and Ute Indians, I think, or and it was all just flooded out for people to jet ski. <laughs> so I yeah, the, uh, Skinwalker. That was the one thing that. Did like when we were researching it, I was mm-hmm. like, "Oh man, yeah, that's the one that really got you." Yeah, I reading about that, and and because it was how nonchalant all the stories were uh-huh. about everybody chiming, in, like, "Oh yeah, yeah, I see that. Yeah, my buddy saw him." Like, and it was all so casual about like it was very, it was very matter of fact. Yeah, it wasn't like this castle was built in eighteen oh five and was haunted. It was just like, ah, no, yeah, we were leaving a Denny's, you know, outside of Tucson. <laughs> And there was a wolf sitting on the car. Yeah. And then the next day, uh, my friend's grandma was like, I saw you guys at Denny's. And we're like, oh, God damn it. Yes. Well, yeah. I was, I, I was the wolf sitting on your car at that Denny's. Was, like the story I told uh, that the guy Nate I talked to relayed to me about um, the coyote just showed up and looked in the window. Yeah. And then two months later, the his, the guy, the employee was like, yeah, that was me looking in the window yeah, back at, in the window. I was at your party. And uh, the reason that freaks me out is because if that's like, okay, there's obviously the type of skinwalkers that are, you know, kind of supernatural looking beast with superhuman mm-hmm. speed or whatever. But if just a plain old coyote or a plain old wolf or a plain old bear could technically be a skinwalker, then like ne- ever since that episode, now every animal I see, I'm like, is that, yeah. a, is that, what else is that, is that a puppy dog or is that a skinwalker? <laughs> I don't trust these raccoons anymore, man. I think they got plant, they got designs on. Them. Yeah, like hiding in plain sight. You know that 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 freaks me out. I think anything that would be undeniable proof of something haunting, I, I'm, I'm terrifying, but in the moment, mm-hmm. like in the moment, if we were just sitting here and you saw, say, that chair. Slowly move across the moon, like just something completely inexplicable, not yeah. like beyond reason of a doubt. Yeah, I don't know if it would terrify me, but definitely in the moment, I everybody thinks they're going to be a hero. I'd freeze up. I'd yeah. freeze up and piss. Like I, 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 because I, I, I think about times when I, I do get scared, and if I'm a little stoned too, mm-hmm. I'm just like, like I can't, I can't do anything. I'm worthless. Mm. Not day, you've proven it. Yeah, well, 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 worldly, yeah, like of of the earthly realm. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a different. But I'm like, if something just completely inexplicable, like, yeah. oh, this table just started floating in front yeah. of us. I'm like, well, I, I'm out. Yeah, no, I, I don't know what to do now. There's no uh, amount of uh, bravado that can help you with that. Yeah, well, you're either do out macho a ghost, <laughs> you're out tough. Oh, fucking, let's go, go. Take your shirt off. Let's go, ghost. <laughs> Bring it on. <laughs> I'm afraid of you. That's it, bro. <laughs> oh, boy. Here's a good one. Uh, Tyler Van Winkle. Um, I'll, I'll skip through the, uh, the um, niceties. He's complimentary of us. I like the podcast, blah, blah, blah. Uh, question. What are your guy, you guys' favorite slash least favorite beers? Do you get into any microbrews or local breweries or just stick with the classic import-export? Thanks, fellas. I have hard opinions on this. <laughs> I uh, do you want to go first? 
but least and most favorite. Yeah, I think we're both on the same stand. Yeah, I'm, I. Oh, okay. We're drinking Budweiser we're right drinking now. Budweisers yeah. because we got to get rid of these to get to the Coors Light I just bought. It, I know there's certain parts that would like oh refined pals. I don't like any craft beers. I get it. Like I get the hobby aspect, but I think so much of that is Stockholm syndrome. Like, so much of that is, like, it's almost like a hot sauce challenge. Okay. Like, it tastes so bad, but you're yeah. supposed to notice the nuances in it. Yeah. And we, I, that documentary about sommeliers, I think it's oh, called yeah. Somm- The wine, wine yeah. folks. It's yeah. fascinating uh-huh. how much they can tell from just tasting wine. Like, like when you become a master level sommelier, you, mm-hmm. from a sip and a smell and looking at it, you have to be able to tell, like, obviously what kind of wine it is. Mm-hmm. Where it's from mm. and what year. Wow. To drink something and be like, oh, it's this year. They can tell how old it is? I can only th- – but uh, like of that kind of cra- – I bet there's people that can listen to a guitar, an electric guitar. Yeah. Or kind of guitar and like, oh, that's a 1967 Telecaster. I could tell because it had the – and I'm sure there's that thing with beers too. Uh, there you go. <clears throat> Sorry about that. You don't belch up an IPA yeah. like that. Oh, boy. Didn't mean to interrupt <laughs> Oh, shake the foundations of hell right there. Pillars of heaven, foundations of hell, whatever. I forget how you... I couldn't give a shit about craft beers. I try to understand them, at least. Just throw it out in the yard. I don't give a... I've tried. Now, you know, this isn't just blind, I'm not into it. I I went through a phase, Mm -hmm. you know, 10, 15 years ago. I was living in Athens, Georgia. There was a bunch... It's right when the craft breweries really started to get popular. And I was like, okay, I'll try this. And... It just was like, nah, nah. I mean, I'd rather have a Budweiser. I'd yeah. rather have a, a banquet Coors. I'm going to drink a few of these. I want it to go down yeah. easy. I want a beer I can drink 10 of. Get, yeah, get me a little buzzy. <laughs> I don't want to challenge. I don't yeah. want to challenge my palate with just bitter. Like, it's always like, it tastes like somebody chewed up some almonds and spit it in there. Enjoy it. To me, the IPAs, the real hoppy shit, tastes like fertilizer. It feels oh, like chemicals IPAs. or fertilizer or something in there. I feel like yeah, milk, stout, b- butter, uh, soil. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm at a bar that just, you know, some of these frou-frou bars around here won't even ha- serve a domestic beer. If it's no, no other option, I will look for, like, the amber or, or a brown or an or a amber lager, lager so. something like that. I stay away from the IPAs. I hate all the wheat, wit, white bullshit. You know, I, I hate. drink, like, a bit burger, like a German like, well, Bitburger, I like. We get yeah. that at the old Red Line. Yeah, but like, just like a like Blue Moon, I don't even give a shit about. Just that I do Blue Moons once. A you week. know, well, when I'm on a like, you know, I don't drink Blue Moons because on Delta they have Blue Moon and Miller Light, and if I'm feeling fancy, I'll drink a Blue Moon. Yeah, but then you got to go think like, I don't want an orange. Yeah, just give me the can. I'll drink it out of the can. I don't need like soil cups. Mm-hmm. I will say those sour beers I've enjoyed. Now, what would that be? I don't know if I've had one of those. Somebody, like, try them. Like, I don't like any of this shit. It's just real sour beer. Huh. Interesting. Like, but I like sour, like, like, uh, like sour candies. Yeah. I love a Sour Patch Kit. Yeah, you do like that stuff. I like that stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's a beer and it's sour. I can combo it up. Okay. I like it pretty good. But if I'm ranking my favorites, uh, 
if I have the option, I Coors, original Coors, my favorite. Yeah, yeah. I would go Budweiser right behind that. And then if I want to do like a Mexican beer, I know sometimes Mexican beers get frowned upon. I like a good Modelo oh, Especial. The Especials or Tecates? Oh, Modelo Especial or Tecate. Mm-hmm. All day. All day I'll drink that shit. So. I, I think that was once I moved to California and you saw people having the Mexican beer. Or I remember back in Chicago, one of the cheapest beers you can get, the 30 packs, outside of Pabst, like nobody else was really doing 30 packs. Mm-hmm. And it was that, what was that turtle beer? Do you remember that? Terrapin? Well, Terrapin was, was a craft beer. No, this was a 30 pack. Okay. It was like maybe cheaper than Paps, and it had turtles, like blue and yellow huh, turtles. I don't know that. It one. looked like a kid's drink, and it was like you drink it, like this is not good beer. But you know, there was 30 of them, $8. <laughs> wow. So therefore, it's a very good beer. That's a good deal. You know what I love that I don't get a lot of uh, this part of the country? I like a good Canadian beer. I'll do a, a um, Molson Golden. Is it Molson? Is Molson the white label with the with the maple leaf? I think that's a Molson. Yes, I like that one, and I like Labat. Is it Labat, Labat. or Labat? I never knew Labat. how to pronounce I just it. Say Labats. The Labat Blue, and then the Molson. I, those are good. Uh, Moosehead, I think, is a popular Canadian yeah, one. I've had. Like on the East Coast, like a Yingling. Yeah, Yingling's good. I miss uh, beers from my past that were the cheap beers. Were always Rolling Rocks and uh, Red Dog. You remember Red Dog? I remember Red Dog. That's Red Dogs. Nineties. Yeah. Yeah. Some nineties. College drunk on some a twelve or a red dogs. Yeah, yeah. I like drink little little King cream ales. One of those exploded in the trunk of my friend's car. Huh. I've never smelt anything worse. Oh, that I'm does like, sound you right. need to clean this because it smells like you. Maybe did you kill someone? <laughs> or just put this broken bottle of Little King's cream ale in here? Oh man. <clears throat> All right, moving on. Let me do, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick do, one out. Let's do one here. <clears throat> um, well. Uh, okay, we got a two-parter from. Uh, well, how about this one from Tyler? Dave, can we look forward to a new special in the near future? Hmm. We got one album out there. Buddy. Yeah, I've only got one. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm actually. Uh, yeah, it's just a matter of uh, just recording it. Really, I've got a new hour kind of ready to go. But uh, you know, I, I've always you know you're Got the one players in the bullpen. Let them play the game. Yeah, I suffer from that syndrome of you know, is it ready yet? Is it ready? You know, and then you could wait for years and years and years. But like, it's never ready. It's never ready. And then you told the jokes too much, and yep. you hate them, and now it's yeah, yeah. I'm always hesitant. I didn't really even want to put out that first one. It was just like kind of pressure from some industry people like dude come on you're ready to put out that i was like all right i guess so but yeah uh to answer your question uh i, I would imagine uh probably early to mid 2018 i might have my next one drop all so, right yeah here's one from amanda let's go back to the food this one is weird what constitutes an acceptable side dish slash accompaniment for a bowl of chili is a side dish accompaniment even necessary this is where it gets weird. I grew up in southern Illinois, and we always had peanut butter sandwiches to dip in the chili, and my boyfriend thinks it's super weird. He, think it's, he thinks it tastes okay, but before trying the peanut butter sandwich, was accustomed to chili as a standalone meal. Then, Valerie Green commented on the question, said, I'm from northern Illinois, and we always had peanut butter, or always had butter and grape jelly sandwiches to go with chili. Wow. Never heard of that. N- both from Illinois, as am I. Never heard of dipping. Never heard of that. I, I'm willing to try it only mm-hmm. because when somebody finally convinced me to have uh, peanut butter and jelly on a burger, mm-hmm. it was outstanding. Okay. 
And I've had peanut butter on a burger. I haven't tried the jelly. I, well, I go to the Doomies, which is the vegan junk food place, yeah. and I got a peanut butter jelly burger. And it's, every menu, they're like, trust us. And I'm like, I'm going to do it this time. I'm like, oh, God damn, that's great. Wow. But I took peanut butter sandwiches. I've heard of people uh, doing that with a grilled cheese. A grilled cheese on the side, dip it in the chili. But that, that makes, makes a little more sense. sense. Mm-hmm. Savory into savory. Yeah. I never thought about introducing yeah. the, the sweet. See, here's what I do with my chili, which we'll learn uh, coming up very soon. That's patrons, man. I, uh, I think you got. I think we should have a patron, a patron mark yeah. to give that chili recipe out. Like, <laughs> just so? don't just throw it out. To, uh, we've already committed. To, yeah, but that recipe is like, all right. When we hit two thousand patrons, maybe the chili. You think recipe. I should hang on to that one for a little while? Dave, I've had the chili. It's good. I would say five thousand patrons. Well, here's all right. Here's but what I'll tell more people who are going to have the recipe. <laughs> think about that. That's mm-hmm. true. Well, regardless if I drop that on the first uh, Dave's Kitchen episode or not, here's how I circumvent that problem with uh, do we need a side dish with the chili. I love – I always um, boil up a pot of uh, white rice, some steamed white rice, and I'll put that in the bottom of my bowl and then uh, ladle the chili on top of that. So the the way I construct my bowl of chili is on the bottom I'll have a a nice big uh, scoop of white steamed rice. Then I'll ladle on the chili. Then I dollop some sour cream, sprinkle some shredded cheese, some sliced red onion, some diced green onion, and then some Fritos. That's that's my bowl of chili. And boy, that is uh, you don't need a side dish when you got all that going on. I, I agree with the rice. What's your take on uh, macaroni noodles? I don't mind that either. I've seen chili that done mac. a lot. Yeah, like a chili mac. Uh, I'm not uh, opposed to that at all. Um, I always opt for the rice. If there's no rice mm-hmm. available and I got some, some macaroni or some elbows or some uh, spiral pasta, then I, I'll throw that at the bottom because it, j- it just makes it last longer too. You yeah, know, get, yeah, get some more mileage out of that chili. Lee, Lee, Lee Singleton chimed in. So a good piece of cornbread is great with chili. That I agree Absolutely. With entirely. Absolutely. I do it fried. Fried cornbread. Oh yeah, we well, yeah, yeah. saw that one. Yeah, nice, uh, nice piece of fried cornbread on the side. Dip that in there. What about a biscuit? Never done a biscuit with a chili, but I'm not opposed to it. What's your take on a bread bowl? I like a bread bowl. Uh, I like. Do, it. do you? Um, Andy Sanford has a great joke about that. An old joke about I can't do it justice, but just about how there's no evidence whatsoever. <laughs> no proof that I was even here. What's well, I mean? It's a sandwich, but with a. It was funny they were making jokes on those who can't about because my character becomes like tries to become a chef. Really? <laughs> about like it's like I, I made a, a tidy Josephs. It's like it's a sloppy, sloppy joke, but it's not as dirty. That's funny. <clears throat> but which I love a sloppy joke, by the way. <clears throat> really? No thanks. Really? No thanks. What's wrong? Just a whole bunch of slop. It's a chili sandwich. It's a. If they, if you put that okay, it's shit chili is what it is. Now if you had if well, you did it no, right, it's 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 sandwich. It's just it's garbage. It's just <laughs> loose meat and ketchup and ugh. I've had too many bad ones. I had too many. Now a gourmet one. My whole childhood, it was always just fucking everywhere I turned was a damn sloppy Joe. At school, so good. at home, just sandwiches. Oh. Did you? Was it manwich sloppy Joe's? Yeah, it was all generic manwich. Like now, I'm not opposed to the concept. If you did, like, if you took my chili and kind of turned it into a, a sloppy Joe, then that's a different thing. But ugh. no on a sloppy Joe from that, that real yeah. curveball. Yeah, just curveball. Eat a hamburger, have some chili. 
Old yeah. fucking found tacos over here doesn't like a sloppy <laughs> Joe. Okay, all right. Okay, we're learning. We're my, learning about our my whole childhood. I was just in the corner eating a sandwich off a paper plate. <laughs> yeah, that, that's everyone's childhood. Mm. What fucking what? You grow up around Trump kids? That's how you eat sloppy <laughs> Joes. You don't use your you don't yeah. use your stay in, you don't use your house plates for a slop. <laughs> I don't think I've ever eaten one inside. <laughs> That's why they're sloppy. You're outside. Go rub it on your face. Get some food in there, and then go run through a sprinkler. Oh god! Off. Go see if the neighbors will let you swim. That's my mom. My, every time I'd be like, "I'll sweaty play." Like, go see if the neighbors will let you swim. That's how my mom would make me bathe in the summertime was to ask my neighbors to let me use their in ground pool. Oh man. <laughs> uh, What do we got? Uh, what else we got? You want to throw one? Uh, using the same Yeah, haven't really perused these. I'll just blindly grab one. Dave, have you ever heard of pineapple casserole? Uh, says Luke DeGroot. That's a great name. That can't be his Luke, real name. Luke DeGroot. Luke DeGroot sounds like a wrestler. Uh, I've heard it's a southern dish. I made a recipe I found online that was basically pineapple, cheddar cheese, butter, and crackers. I'm interested if you've ever had this. I have come across this uh, growing up in the south, uh, growing up in a southern Baptist church. Uh, second to Jesus, the most important thing in the southern Baptist church is the covered dish dinner, meaning... Uh, after service or maybe on a Wednesday night, uh, it's just a potluck. It's okay, essentially what sure. a potluck dinner. So after service, everybody go out to the fellowship hall, and uh, everybody had brought a casserole of something or a dish of something. And uh, you just got this long table, and there's literally 45 casserole dishes full of goop. And uh, I would often come across uh, the pineapple casserole. Never indulge. Never partake, partook in that uh, because – I haven't been to church in 20-something years, but as a kid, I was like, nah, nah, really? no thanks. Just Pineapple is always the candy of fruit. I love pineapple. I didn't like the fact that it was mixed in with cheese and crackers. and Oh, that's what it is? Uh, yeah, it's, it's pineapple, and there's cheddar cheese and crumbled crackers and... Yeah, um, so maybe some uh, Cool Whip or yogurt or some shit. I'm curious about it. I don't think it would be good, yeah. but I'm curious. Yeah, I'm always leery of fruit where it doesn't belong. You know, just stay in your lane. That's a good sound bite. Well, Dave, real homophobic. He just said, stay in your lane, fruit. <laughs> Boy, these guys really revealed a lot about you know, themselves. You don't belong over here. <laughs> Oh, here's another one real quick. Uh, Mike, no no last name or initial, just Mike. What are your favorite metal bands? Now, you're more of a punk guy, but I know you have some uh, affection for well, metal. Yeah, and also, like, how do we define it? Uh, you know, we're both big Clutch fans. You got me yeah, in the Clutch. Clutch. We yeah. like going to see. I don't know if they necessarily – they almost tip more – not quite as experimental as, like, a Mike mm-hmm. Patton project, but mm-hmm. they definitely throw some funk and some weirder stuff in there. A buddy of mine, a uh, shout-out to uh, – uh, Christopher Pence, um, great comic out of uh, Oklahoma. He had a great tweet. Uh, Clutch is just Dave Matthews band for guys who listened to Pantera in high school. And although it angered me, he does have a point. They are a li- they're they're the jam bandy jam they, bandiest of the metal or hard rock they bands. They are, but still, Dave Matthews band is one of those bands I listen to now and inexplicable. How they ever had a fan base? Uh, safe, generic, non-threatening, I just, broad. I mean, I you know what? In later years, now speaking now, 
I've listened to some Grateful Dead and been like, ah, you know what? I always was supposed to not like them, mm-hmm. so I just didn't. And mm-hmm. now I listen, I'm like, that's that song's fine. That's a good song. Fish, I still haven't heard anything. Mm-hmm. I, I would tell you a story about my buddy who went to a fish concert to buy drugs, and the music was so bad he left before he could buy drugs. <laughs> no. Do you know how easy it is to get <laughs> drugs at a fish show? And he just walked in, he's like, I ah, fuck, no, fuck this, and left without, like, mm. <laughs> there's no way. He could even stand it. That's so funny. But I do like that's what I mean. Like clutch dips into like yeah. different sounds. But I every like album when is bands different. Change things up. Yeah. Well, clutch has been around since ninety one, maybe. So they've been around almost thirty years. Yeah, and as a musician, just doing the same shit yeah. over and over again. And they're they've done a great job of like. I mean, they got their early shit sound very. I love clutch, but it's hard to defend the fact that uh, that one album, one of the one or two of their early albums, very much helmet. Very, which is another band I was about to mention. I love Helmet. I just started listening. To, I'm like, you love know, I never Helmet. Gave Helmet a big chance. Love Helmet. Yeah. Early Clutch is very Helmet, but then you know they got into some more like stoner metal, doom metal stuff. Yeah. Then they got into a little bit of you know bluesy, a little bit of psychedelic. Like Love Clutch, uh, Love Hel- Helmet. Very underrated band. Yeah. Some of those early Helmet albums. Uh, very. You know, not uh, they didn't have a lot of range, kind of a one-dimensional sound, but that one dimension was pretty badass. I'm a punk fan. You don't have to tell me yeah. about one-dimensional <laughs> yeah. sounds. Um, I got to go. I mean, I grew up a metalhead. All in high school, it was all Pantera, yeah. Sepultura, Soulfly. That morphed into, like, Deftones, which, you know, Deftones was part of that new metal era, but I will defend Deftones that they had much more originality and creativity than just your average run-of-the-mill 1999 new metal band. Well, and when you can look at it from now and not be surrounded by the people who also like those bands, yeah, like, eh, so they good, some good stuff. Yeah. I, I love Fu Manchu. Yeah, Fu Manchu, so I like. Desert rock stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, Metal bands of like, and I didn't grow up with too much metal, but man, here's okay. There's a band called Tender Fury, and I only heard about them because they're on like skate and BMX videos, and they're like, they're very late '80s, early '90s, not quite hair metal. Okay, a little more like filthy Guns and Roses type tinge, and like like a little tip into into uh, into punk stuff. But yeah, check out a band called Tender Fury. Okay. Nice. Uh, I just remember, I was like, oh, what did I used to listen to? I, I liked it, but I re listened. I'm like, no, it's still a good album. Hmm. Um, and of course, I got to throw in Mastodon. Uh, oh, Mastodon, Mastodon. Maybe one of the more successful, you yeah, know, they've been going, what, 15, they 20 do heavy years now? Stuff. They do, they, I know they kind of lightened up a little bit in later years. Very prog. Yeah. But uh, and just great players, like, I mean, musicianships. I mean, you got your early Metallica, oh. Iron Maiden, all that stuff. Love all that shit. I love, yeah. I love just good meat, potatoes, I still metal. Get, I still get in a mood where I need it. Mm hmm. Still get in a mood where I need it. Yeah, big fan. Um, let me go. Here's one from Robert M. Trobaugh. If you could pick one way for the world to end, what would you pick? <laughs> Seems like somebody might be picking for us right now. I don't know. That uh, is a good question, though. Yeah, I would. I mean, obviously, I would go first and foremost in something instantaneous and painless. Yeah. But. As opposed to like a plague where people are just slowly dying off. Uh, did you ever see that movie, Searching for a Friend for the End of the World? I did. Yeah, Steve Carell? Yeah. yeah. I just. I thought it was really like. I don't know if it was executed as well as it could have been. But the mo- this is the moment where, like, the parents are just having a party and they're just trying everything because they know the world's ending. Yeah. And even the kids are there. But it was it was Connie Britton. Who, oh, Connie Britton. I don't remember yeah, her. She's, she's from Friday Night Lights. <clears throat> she's in Nashville. Mm-hmm. 
just a good looking lady there. And, uh, but she's like, she's like hosting this party and they're just like suburban parents, but they're like, Oh, Cheryl brought heroin. Ooh, heroin. <laughs> like, cause they're just trying all the drugs cause the world's ending. Kids, oh, do man. you want heroin? Cheryl brought heroin. Like, that's great. Just, I think the what idea, was the causation uh, in that uh, movie? I think it was a meteor or and they had something. like two weeks or something. I mean, yeah. I think that, yeah, I mean, it's not instantaneous, it but I'd like a little heads up. But like I would think the heads up. What if we had a month to just just bucket list? Just all which right. is kind of how you should live anyway, mm-hmm. and, uh, barring any extreme actions. Mm-hmm. You should never like. Yes, I know. Plan for your future and all that, but ne- but like be in the present. Yeah, I mean, I think it would force so many people to finally be in the present, out of their whole lives, mm-hmm. of thinking, planning for the future. Now you've taken that away. Like, no, it's now. Mm-hmm. It's literally now. Absolutely. Or never. And I think that I could. I think if the world had to end in my own Ghostbusters sort of destruction type of way, mm-hmm. I would imagine a comet that would give us. It'd be cool to have like six months, but yeah, I, I would agree. I'd much rather that than like a. Uh, I think something like a volcano would suck because people are just, you know, just the lava's catching well, up to the us. World and, too, yeah, in the world. Yeah, yeah that's volcano. true. Volcano not gonna kill the whole world. Of course, if you die, that's your world. <laughs> yeah, it's true, uh, but. Yeah, the thing I fear the most is, is is like some sort of epidemic or pandemic or, or plague or just that some virus yeah. is just killing people. Like within Bio within the course of a week or two, just everybody just dominoes, just yeah. Your last sight is just everybody barfing and shit mm-hmm. everywhere. Yeah, no dice on that. I I think comet, yeah, or something. Or if it had to be like at least at least like the, the most nuclear war, mm-hmm. not even a few where you got to wait for the cloud to get to. Yeah. Just, if you're going to launch a missile, launch all the missiles. Yeah. Yeah. I told I, I talked about how uh, was it to ensure ultimate or mutual depletion. I forget what the phrase is. But that Russia had a device built during the Cold War. It was a doomsday device. It was basically that if it detected that uh, a, a missile strike was happening. Mm-hmm. And nobody reported to the machine that it was false or that it's under control. The machine, like, i.e. meaning, oh, Russia has been attacked. And so nobody shut this machine off once it detected missile launch, Uh that it would just launch all the missiles. Wow. Meaning, like, so even if Russia's annihilated, then fuck you too. That, like, think of how vindictive... The, the the human mind is to be like, well, if you're going to kill all of us, even though it won't matter because we're all dead, then we're going to make sure you're all dead. Too. Yeah. Like the minds like to have a, a militaristic nihilistic mindset like that, like, well, I'm going to design a whole machine that'll make sure we're all fucked. Yeah. Even if I'm dead, I'm going to make sure you're dead, too. Like, Jesus. And I thought I got road rage. Somebody built. True. Used a science mind to make sure mutual mutual destruction. I think is the term. Well, you talked about that briefly, that concept in a previous episode. I think we were talking about yeah. Savannah and civil war and what makes a good the mindset of a good general. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, I mean, just the mindset of like, yeah, I'm good at strategizing how to kill large quantities of people. Yeah, like, oh, just, okay, just just uh, accepting the fact that my skill on this world mm-hmm. is. Dread. It's like it's still chess. Yeah, but it's chess with human lives. Yeah, and you're just going with it. Oh man, 
Okay, what uh, you got one over there? Uh, let's see here. Uh, just, I mean, not even proofreading these. Nick, is there anything in the supernatural realm you both agree is total bullshit? And then part two, are there any underrated fast food chain restaurant items? <laughs> you know, speaking of which. Uh, in, in addition to. <laughs> uh, any supernatural uh, that I think is total bullshit. Huh. Well, flat earth. Get fucked. I'm still not convinced in this bullshit. Really? Eh. Come on, man. I'm smart enough to know that I don't know. You know what you don't? You know, <laughs> Monday, Monday we're going to watch an eclipse. And you know what's not? You know what the shadow doesn't look like during the eclipse? A fucking Trisket. I mean, I'm not it arguing for it. I'm just keeping a sliver of... The eclipse is going to be a perfect example of why there's not a flatter. All right. Explain the science behind that. The sun. Mm-hmm. The moon is going to go... Ah, I fucked it up. See? But still, <laughs> other eclipses, a different eclipse. A, uh, God damn it. Well, you know what? You uh, got this me. This eclipse, all right. <laughs> no, because this, this one, this one, it's the moon is going between the earth and the sun. Yes. So that won't, that has no bearing. That doesn't tell you what the shape of the earth is. Yeah, that's what was, but that was, that was when, my point. All right, fucking hold on. <laughs> when it goes, when it's a, uh, fuck. It's when it's a lunar eclipse is when you can tell because that's when the sun is behind the earth, which is nighttime anyway. Okay. It's nighttime here, but you're looking at a moon. You're looking at a full moon. Okay. But then the full moon gets blocked out by the shadow of the earth. The earth? And yeah. then the sun is the on sun's the other behind side. The, here's the earth. What you can't see right now is Dave and I are both making hand gestures to try to explain <laughs> eclipses to each other. And both of it, we both just look like we're posing for shot put statues for the Olympics. That's all it looks like. <laughs> we just, both sitting there look like we're casting orbs into the universe. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Like, I don't know the science behind it. But when it's a, I think it's a lunar one. It's when the sun, like, the, that's the reason the moon is bright. Uh-huh. It's because the sun is shining on the moon. Okay. That's why the moon is lit up. I guess. That's the light. It doesn't stop generating its own uh-huh. light. Okay. That's why it's... And so you, you know when it's a half moon that's cut out? Uh-huh. That's the shadow of the earth. Okay. Okay. Good point. So that right there explains it. But then what's a fucking lunar eclipse? Uh, whatever. Look it up. I don't know. It's bullshit on flat earth. That's what I'm saying. Bullshit okay. on flat earth. Let me think if I can... Let me think if I can think of another one. As to, um, off the top of my head... Supernatural shit that's total bullshit. I, that's why I'm here. I kind of want to... It's flat earth. Dude. I kind of want to believe in Dad all of it. Say flat earth. I mean... Um, love of God. I will... We've never really got into this topic for too my much. my own respect for you, say flat it's, earth. It's flat earth. Um, uh, uh, reptilian shapeshifters. Like, that just seems like... Okay, that really? seems... That seems... No, I'm not saying I don't believe, but that, to me, just off the top of my head, is one of the most, like sci-fi comic book like you know it's just reptilians that turn into humans and then back and i don't know that seems but if a skinwalker could be a coyote that's true i don't know if it's the mammal reptile thing i have a problem with oh you think it's going from cold-blooded to warm blood (laughs) i don't know that's what the science (laughs) and to answer uh nick's other question any underrated fast food chain restaurant items I think I've already spoken about the burger from Del Taco. 
Ugh. I'll tell you this. Uh, never been a big fan of uh, McDonald's apple pie. But here lately, uh, they recently broke out the uh, cherries and cream fried pie. And now they have the blueberries and cream fried pie. Solid. 89 cents. Solid little little handy dessert on the go. Got to give a shout out to McDonald's dessert pies. I, I mean, I know McDonald's is the easiest evil one to get yeah. to. But I was always like... Man, when they when I was broke and then the two for two double cheeseburgers, man, those saved those saved my ass. Mick pick two two fifty, you can get two McDoubles. It's uh, essentially the double cheeseburger, but only one slice of cheese instead of two. Okay, okay. Mick pick two on the yeah, good. Oh, let me throw this out real quick. Okay, Wendy's. I, I feel like I've expressed my love for Wendy's. I feel like it's uh, mm-hmm. one of the top notch uh, fast food chain burgers. Yeah, they're I fucking agree. whatever you call it. Uh, four for four deal all right for four dollars you can pick a burger you get like two burger options or a chicken sandwich option the the um uh what do they call the double the double stack is an option and then they throw in a four-piece chicken mcnugget a small fry and a small beverage four dollars that's a whole meal that's pretty solid fill you up four dollars and not just some total that, that double stack is a solid burger like by itself, it's like uh, two two twenty nine on the menu, but uh, four bucks you get that chicken chicken nuggets uh, frying a drink. Did you have you had Tommy Burger out here? Where they put chili on everything? I put okay. We're leaving the show last night. Mm-hmm. We've got the whole gang out here. Whole family's out here now. We're gonna go to Wendy's. And the line was too long. We're driving. I'm like, oh Tommy Burger. I haven't t- Tommy Burger was good. I remember. T- t- uh, nobody liked it. Nobody liked the Tommy Burger, and I was defending it just based on principle. Solid, I it's a good burger. You know what? I was like, no, well, maybe because we got it like at eleven o'clock at night. Or Wasn't something. good. I mean, it's not great, but I've never had a problem with it. I, I was that, no, I got a, I got the hot dogs right, and then the burger was just kind of like the chili. Maybe it's because it was cold. Because you know we got it through drive through, mm-hmm. and I had a hot dog first. But the chili was just like. It was just like burger spackle. Hmm. It was just like some sort of meat mortar that was holding everything together. <laughs> meat mortar. Yeah. I, mean, I, was, I felt bad. I'm like, oh, come on. This is an L.A. tradition. Then I'm eating it. I'm like, why? Yeah. This is not enough to be a tradition. So you got a bad you want, one. Want, you should want more. I'll say this real quick and wrap up this topic. Uh, if you are fortunate enough to live in a region that uh, has a Bojangles, mm-hmm. I've talked about my love of Bojangles, uh, one of the greatest little snacks, if you're in between meals, you're not really hungry for a whole meal, pull in the uh, Bojangles drive-thru, get you just a plain butter biscuit and a small sweet tea. That is the southern fat boy snack on the go. Just a plain, nah, you don't got to go with the steak biscuit or the egg bit, just a plain butter biscuit, small sweet tea, it's like less than two bucks. Get some sugar and cholesterol. Less than two bucks, that'll tide you over till dinner time. <clears throat> um... This is a uh, – I don't have an answer for this, but Tim Watson said, Ever heard about the theory that Kennedy was killed because he was trying to bring a silver-backed dollar into effect? <laughs> no. I read this differently. Like, oh, the silver-backed dollar instead of a gold-standard dollar. Okay. But I read it like he was trying to bring silver dollars back. <laughs> like, what a dumb reason to kill a whole president. Hey, hey like silver dollars, those fun collectible coins? He's got to go. <laughs> we got to assassinate him. Um, uh, Anthony H. has a few. 
Oh, shit. This is information that I had no idea about. Okay. First two-parter from Anthony H. Kyle, what was is your favorite BMX bike? And Dave, aside from steak, what's your favorite recipe using a cast iron skillet? I will answer um, <coughs> what I had in the past. Uh, my first BMX bike was a Haro Sport. It was an 86, I believe, Haro Sport, right after the Haro Freestyler. Uh, it was you know, kind of one of the f- foremost uh, first freestyle bikes from the BMX movement. I always loved Kuaharas. Kuaharas hmm. always looked like I just liked the way they looked. And they always had, like, it was like a black and yellow, which is always a good color combo with a paint splatter. Honestly... I look at them the way people just like collector cars. I love the shape of all the different kinds. <clears throat> I always loved the graphics packages that came with Haro's, uh, the Haro Sports and Masters of the late '80s, the, the, with the with the, all the like the pinstriping. I thought looked good. GT's graphics always left something wanting. Wanting. I like Dino's graphics. Uh, Dino Pro Comp was a sweet bike. It came with the GT. When you got the Pro Comp, it came with those classic uh, uh, GT alloy three-piece cranks. Dave, clearly this is where I can talk about sports. Uh-huh. Uh, as, as these kind of things. <clears throat> and um, and I liked when they got independent, like in the early 90s when all the independent companies were coming up. And, and you know, S&M still going strong. Uh, Spaniards and Mexicans. Spaniards and Mexicans Uh BMX teams. Yeah. Uh, You know, finally, you know, a way to them for them to succeed. Uh, And yeah, yeah, well, shit, man, I'll I'll just keep going on. But as far as favorite, I go, you know, it was seemed like you were either it was like Ford and Chevy. It was you were either Uh Haro or GT. Okay. GT underneath it had Robinson, had Dino. Haro didn't have anything else affiliated with it. They were just Haro bikes. But that's what my cousin got first, and that's why I fell in love with them. I still love looking at them. I think Hmm. they're cool looking at Uh, Dave, best recipe. Favorite recipe, using a cast iron skillet. Camped with a cast iron skillet all weekend. It was great. Oh, yeah. Um, Man, I like a a real simple, easy fried cornbread. I'll uh, make it into mm-hmm. make the whole thing like recipes and you bake it in. No, uh, a lot of people will do regular cornbread that way. You can uh, you can make cornbread, uh, put your batter in the pan and throw it in the uh, or in the skillet and then throw it in the oven, bake it in the oven. I'll do a fried cornbread in the cast iron skillet where I'll just make my batter and then uh, put a little oil on on the stovetop, put the skillet and then put a little oil in the pan and then just like like you're making pancakes, just yeah. just dollop some batter. And just let that thing fry up for about a minute or two on one side. Flip it just like a pancake, but it's cornbread and uh, fried cornbread. Oh boy, big fan! Right. Easy as hell. And even and now you don't even get some homemade artisan you know recipe. You can just get the cornbread mix. Just get a box, you know, and you add a you throw in a bowl. You mix in like some oil and uh, some butter and an egg. So whisk that shit up. Throw it in a hot uh, cast iron skillet. Fry one or two minutes each side. Boom, easy, good. All right. Love it. And then a a third part to this from Anthony H. Recommendation. The predecessor to Del Taco is reopening in Orange County. Check out Noggles. It's who Del bought out back in the day. And he said, thanks for doing what you're doing. Thanks for the uh, questions and recommendation. I had a Noggles by my house when I was younger. Noggles? Noggles. N-A-U-G-L-E-S. Never heard of it. Noggles. Huh. It sounds like somebody trying to say New Orleans. Yeah. No, no, <laughs> um, I had no idea. We had a we had a Noggles on uh, North Avenue and Villa, and uh, uh, what is it? No, it's Addison Road. Addison Road and Villa and North Avenue. I had no idea that's who Del Taco bought out and became. Hmm. And we never ate at Noggles. My aunt and uncle would get Noggles. We're, like, oh, we're going to Noggles. I'm like, why don't we go to Noggles? My parents were like, we don't like Noggles. I'm like, what do you mean we? I've never Noggles. had it. 
Shit. I had no idea, and I would love to go to a Noggles. So I'm sitting there at Noggles. I'm over at that fucking <laughs> Noggles. I look up at the sky. Next thing I fucking seen. But, uh, well, I, I, I think it's for, that one's for everyone. Uh, Chicago Matt Man here. All right, listen. Okay, sorry about uh, causing all the big stir. Got hot. I mean, yeah, I was hanging out up. I mean, we were over by the chain of legs over there fucking around, you know, watching the chicks and the babies who was coming around on the jet skis and shit. Oh, God, I love a thicker woman on a jet ski. There's something about that jiggle that gets me going. Anyway, I was sleeping in the trees over off the Fox River over there. <laughs> oh. Dipping down. I'm rooting in the trash outside of the Portillo's down there off Raid 83. Everybody's taking their fucking pictures. Now I got websites talking about me. Just let me eat through the trash, all right? I'm not proud of it, but they maybe they throw out some of that chocolate cake shake. You get a chocolate cake shake, they only give it to you in one side, and you'll think, I'll finish a basic size. It's fucking huge. It's a it's a shake with a piece of cake in it. Sounds like an asshole made it, but it's so good. You know, people throw that out. The shake part dries up, but there's still a piece of cake down in there. I'm going to go through the fucking trash and get it. Oh, my God. <laughs> So funny. It wasn't even the Mothman. This is the guy yeah. justifying why he would dig through the trash in front of a Portillo's. Oh, <laughs> uh, some of your finest work. Uh, J- uh, JC slash Special Cases asks, how was your first time? You mean doing stand-up or uh, yeah, getting getting down and dirty on it? Giving the old uh, fuck punch to a young lady. Oh, God. No. <laughs> <laughs> Your first time was with a. Uh, you've told yeah, that. Yeah, I've, I've spoken of it. Okay. Yeah, with... My first time doing comedy was much easier. <laughs> it's with a with a with a. Uh, I lost my virginity to a dancing lady. dancing lady. Was there was there a financial transaction involved? No, nope, just, nope. was. Just, uh, she wanted I to think, make a man out of you. I think I was just a real weird trophy. <laughs> How old were you? It's twenty one. Twenty one. Yeah, huh. old. An old man. How about that? Well, I was really like, oh, it's got to, no, it's supposed to be special. No, yeah. it's got to be special. And then at 21, I'm like, man, fuck this special shit. Please, someone take this burden from me. <laughs> and that's when a woman who called herself Crystal showed up in my life trying oh. to buy shoes at 10 p.m. at night and needed to use the phone at the gas station I was wow. working at. It all started like a porno movie, uh-huh. except for the sex part was very nuts. So how did the need for a phone call turn into banging young Kyle Kinane? I made a mention, like, why do you need shoes at 10 o'clock at night? She's like, oh, I work at the gentleman's club down the street. I was like, oh, that makes sense now. And she just said, you should come in for a free dance. I'm like, well, fucking all right. Look, things are looking up for me. <clears throat> and I did. That night or yeah, another yeah, night? Yeah. Okay. I'll get out of here in an hour. Okay. So you went over there. You yeah. got your free dance, and then... No, I paid for it. Okay. Oh, I paid for yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> In so many ways. So many ways did I pay for it. That's, that's, that's a stand-up story. It's, yeah. I think it's out there. Yeah, you did that on... Uh, um, this not happening? No, I didn't do it there. No? I've told it Somewhere. What about yourself? Or Myself, uh, not as much of a late bloomer. I was... Uh, Nine... Fifteen. 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 I, and I'm a survivor of statutory rape. <laughs> she was 18. Oh, buddy. She could have gone to jail for banging young Dave. Oh, yeah. I was a sophomore. She was a senior. And uh, here's here's my little faux pas that I, I made. This question is just about stand-up. And I, uh, too much. I, I was surprised that I made such a bonehead, no pun intended, mistake. I uh, I unrolled the condom first. And then tried to put it on like a sock. <laughs> <laughs> tried to shimmy it on the old dong. 
It like just a, shows how lacking in sexual education yeah. in the public school system. And she was not uh she was not impressed. <laughs> and she was just like just and she grabbed another one and did it for me. She's like, This is how you do it, you idiot. I'm like, oh no. Blow into it like a rubber glove when yeah. you're working at Subway. <laughs> Hold on, I know this guy. I got a few. I got more than a few sandwich artist friends. <laughs> yeah, um, and let me. I'll, I'll, I'll expand on this. This is weird. Uh, all right, so that was fifteen, and uh, my first sexual contact was when I was thirteen. She was twelve. Oh boy! Coming home from a water park in her mom's van while her mom was driving for some reason this is my little girlfriend my little i was in 8th grade she was in 7th grade and for some reason mom thought it to be okay to let us recline the seats like you know like a standard minivan yeah. that second row or third row will will fold down and then you've just got kind of a, a bed flat you know, mm-hmm. faux mattress area. And for some reason, mom used to let us do that. So we're coming home from the water park. I'm 13. She's 12. We're, we're still in our bathing suits. Yeah. And she, she, she goes to give me a little HJ, a little HJ. Really? And immediately just like within really? two, two seconds in eighth grade. Yeah. And she was in seventh, not even a teenager. She's 12. I was 13. Gave me, give me a, a quick little HJ. And uh, changed my life forever. That was that was not ever yeah. a part of my life. Yeah, boy, I was uh, I was quite the ladies' man in the uh, in the younger younger years. Mm. It was good times. I, well, shit. Yeah. How was your first time doing comedy? Yeah. <laughs> About the same. I, I came immediately. <laughs> Blew my wad right away. <laughs> my best joke first. Oh boy. Strangest place you've ever taken a shit to Kyle besides the West Side Cholo Bar. Great bit, by the I way. Think, uh, thank yeah, you. Everything's happening. That's my favorite line of that. Like, there's so many great lines, but then you go, you, whatever you said it before, but then you're like, so I'm sitting there. Everything's happening. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like when, you're, you, when you know you're telling a joke about <clears throat> taking a shit. It's not about the fit. You don't, you don't have to go into the gross details. It's about the story. It's about the triumph <clears throat> of the human the, spirit. Yes, exactly. <laughs> And a vulnerability that you are, have presented yourself in. Uh-huh. I, don't, I honestly, with how many times and places, mm-hmm. nothing's been. We like. I was just in Lake Powell, just digging holes in the ground. Hmm. So I think it's my favorite way. Camping and stuff. Yeah, like, no, so you do it. You dig a hole and you. Just, they're just you're just part of nature. You're part of the earth. I never even dig a hole. I well, do I'm so frequent I can't dig a hole every well, time. Well in your situation, you know, like a concrete jungle, not a place that you need a pickaxe. Shit in a church parking lot the other night. Oh <laughs> What kind of church? Just I don't know. It's a big church. What denomination? I'm trying to tell if this can look like a hate crime or not. No, no, no. <laughs> no. Not <laughs> Yeah. Just uh, yeah, just I just gotta do what you gotta do. You didn't even do the kit. Kit was uh, it, it happened too quick. <laughs> happened too quick. Didn't have time to unload the kit. The kit doubles the as the whole point of the emergency kit is that it's ready. It's... Yeah, the, it doubles as uh, storage for my notebooks. So I, I didn't have time to get all the notebooks out and find uh, the trash bag. 
So I just went to... also your library? Uh-huh. The old joke that you call a bathroom a library is literally the bucket you shit in. Yeah. Hold your yeah, technically, yes. Uh, yeah, it just happened so quick, and, uh, you know, do what you got to do. And, uh, almost, almost made direct eye contact with a homeless guy while he was doing that. So. Well, it's because he was staring at you or you were staring at him? I don't know. I used to just, when, when I had a cat, I would, like, try and just stare at it while it would take a shit. Because you could tell it locked and couldn't move its head. And I just get right at it and see if I could psych it out of taking a dump. I couldn't. Like I thought it was like, like some weird mind control thing. We were locking eyes, but just because. Oh man. Um. Well, let's. Uh, How are we doing on time? We're doing. We're in an hour. Oh, we're gonna done. take a couple more. Yeah, we'll do a few more. Here's one. You got a show tonight? I do have a show tonight. Uh, here's one from Nikolai. Nicola Wadsworth, what is your favorite supernatural slash horror movie of all time? Second question, would you rather get abducted by aliens or haunted by a ghost? Hmm. Thanks for the question. Favorite supernatural horror movie of all time? Um, I don't know where Big Trouble in Little China falls in. I think it's more of an action adventure with some fantastic elements. Uh, I I think that's just a good time movie. Mm -hmm. that's That's just a fun, man, what a fun movie. Yeah, that is a good one. But now, it would get me scared as a little kid. Uh-huh. Not, as an adult, you're like, oh, I'm not scared of this stuff. But uh, I, I, I just like that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I got it. The new Annabelle's out right now. <clears throat> I really liked the first two. The, the it's part of the Conjuring series. Oh, okay. I when I saw Conjuring, the first Conjuring, I was mm-hmm. like, "Oh shit!" Mm-hmm. There's a lot. Like people are doing good stuff. Like Babadook was real good. Last year was good for these horror movies. I didn't see that one. I heard a lot about Babadook it. was real good. Um, I know what everybody said, but Cabin in the Woods. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the one, right? Where they in the woods. But it, but it's all like it's still like all the stuff happening is still kind of puppeted from hell. Like, uh, like I don't know. They kind of are running it like a horror movie, and like, uh-huh. oh, we'll send in this monster now. Uh-huh. We'll send like so. There's like this mission control, okay, where everybody's in this cabin is dealing with stuff, and they're like, it's like a choose your own adventure, unbeknownst to the people in the cabin. Like, uh-huh. Oh, if we read this book, like up, oh, and then somebody in mission control, like they're reading the book, so we got to cast the spell on them, and they hit a button, and it's just it. It was comedic, but man, like the 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 idea was original, and it was done well. Oh man, that's a good one. Hmm. Definitely a, a, a Netflix or a, I would say buy that one on iTunes. Okay. When you think about what you'd spend for a movie ticket anyway, mm-hmm. if you're stuck in a van wanting to watch a, a fun, scary movie, yeah. In the woods, okay. Yeah. Um, Supernatural, I would probably go with. Uh, I guess it's yeah, it would fall in that. I'm a big fan of uh, Hellraiser. I grew up on that one. Ooh. Pinhead used to scare the shit out of me. Oh, like, I felt that way about uh, Jason was my yeah. And then just straight up horror, not a, not a lot of uh, supernatural uh, tones to this one, but uh, I think I mentioned before, the original uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, yeah, we were just, talking about that one. Just something about, like, that one scared me because of the lack of paranormal or supernatural. Just like, oh, no, that could just be some <laughs> white trash family that, in yeah, Texas that goes around killing people. Yeah. Like, like, whenever it's, like, not a monster, mm-hmm. it's just like, oh, it's a person who could just suck. Mm-hmm. I like, like the idea of the purge mm-hmm. is always kind of true. Yeah, which that far off. Yeah, everything everything that was so ridiculous feels just not far off. Right That's now. true. 
Ugh, but scary. those off the top of my head, when I, I'm, I'm sure when we wrap this, I'll be like, oh, no, wait, but this was good. I just love, I love it. The early paranormal activities got me real good. Yeah, I mean, like, those I mean, were good. Just messing with the idea and like the way they paced out, mm-hmm. like if it was like a sweeping security camera to be going yeah. back and forth. And so you're like, oh, you know, they're building like, you know, something's going to happen. Yeah. But it wasn't even the same tension of like, well, something's going to jump out here. Yeah. It was just that finally when it pans back, you saw something just slip out of the screen. Yeah. God damn it. And Signs. Up until the end of Signs, that was a great movie. I enjoyed that movie, yeah. We get to see a little bit of the alien walk by and the... When it was... Oh, when it was on the roof. I saw that in the theater and with my buddy. And nobody else in the theater saw him. The little girl's like, I saw a monster outside. And you like look outside, but he doesn't see anything. And then lightning flashes, mm-hmm. and you see the silhouette. And my buddy and I, nobody else in the theater noticed it. Mm-hmm. But I was like, did you just fucking see the thing? I'm like, I saw the thing. And we're both just like, oh, god damn it, this movie. Like in the theater, like, oh, son of a bitch. No, oh, man. The ending was dumb. But that whole movie, lead, I, I rewatched it again a couple months ago. I'm like, I forgot how creepy this movie was. Yeah, that one. I mean, even though you know it's you know not real, but just the concept of like, oh, this is this found footage or surveillance footage, or like, mm-hmm. yeah, that concept is great. When they, yeah, when they showed like when whenever somebody's watching the news in the movie to show reports from around the world, and they had that one like, oh, here's a birthday party in San Paulo, Brazil, or something, and it's mm-hmm. people screaming, and you just see it kind of walk by in an alley. Yeah. yeah. Whoa. Here's one. Uh, yeah, yeah, right, dude. Yeah, right, dude. In your opinion, what are some of the worst comedy clubs in the country and why? Do you have any specific <laughs> horror stories from the road or even local spots? Well, I haven't been – never been too uh, tight-lipped about my disdain for some comedy clubs. Um, I- I'll do you one better. Not just a specific club but an entire chain. Comedy Zone really fucking sucks. <laughs> you, oh, you boy. You don't want to work. Just They just fucking <clears throat> suck. I know well, there's Charlotte one. Up. They just became a patron, Dave, <laughs> they, so great they, job. People say there's Charlotte uh, one, and I have performed – I've performed at many of them. The Charlotte one – it seems to be the one they put a lot of their money into, both in the actual club and as yeah. far as their booking budget, they'll bring in good comics. But, uh, oh, boy, I started my road work career with comedies. And just – I don't feel bad saying it. They, they don't give a fuck. They don't – they yeah. they sign up some bar and grill or some hotel bar, and they charge them a shitload of money just to provide the half-assed talent. And they don't they don't coach up these 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 uh, establishments on how to run a comedy show. They don't coach up. You know, you got just Mexican restaurant owner or manager who now oh every Friday and Saturday night we have Comedy Zone. And Let's they, clarify the restaurant is Mexican, not the owner. Yeah, yeah, the Mexican restaurant. I'm sorry. Yeah, but just uh, you know they just don't give a fuck. They well, just, just people think it should be an easy concept. Oh, yeah. you just got to make shitty food and give it to people. Yeah, and and serve the silly drinks like yeah. there. There's no idea that like oh no, you have to make it good for the show. Yeah, or people won't want to come. Exactly, exactly. Maybe or you should want to do. Yeah, that. you don't have to, and you could probably make a nominal profit and have some garbage club. Oh, and they got this. Every show starts with literally the Jock Jam song. That yeah. da, 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 are you ready for the funniest night of your life? Uh, yeah. Well, I've here's done. some dipshit you've never heard of. <laughs> Yeah, I've done I've done the Charlotte one like one night like special show one night. I'm like yeah, I'm like all right, the that one's good decent. And and- but I mean, we're talking like I don't know how they have now, but ten years ago they had 
30, 40 comedy zones all yeah, over the southeast and spread out and just just all just dog shit. Just no thought into a booking, no thought into pairing up the feature with the headliner, yeah. no thought into anything. Didn't coach up the staff. Hey, in the event that we have a heckler, this is how – here's protocol for that. Here's protocol for this. Uh, we got to make sure we have a backup mic. we got to make sure we have a sound guy. Like None of that. Just uh, go do comedy. I think that's just any club yeah. without saying money. Like if, if, if it's just make money like, – well, and like any business, make money without concern for the mm-hmm. product. Then your product shit. Yep, and so that that that's for any business or any club or anything, you know. And Comedy Zone would also do this maneuver. I uh, I don't know if they still do it again uh, anymore. Again, I haven't worked for them for years. But uh, as a young, up and coming uh, road middle act feature, they would every every gig, every Comedy Zone gig, they'd go, okay, uh, you're getting paid x amount of dollars just for a simple example. You get paid yeah. two hundred fifty bucks, but you're collecting seven hundred fifty. And we need you to go get a cashier's check and mail us a five hundred dollar cashier's check every gig. What the fuck? Yeah, is that what the about? fuck is that exactly? Oh, and I'm like straight money laundering. Absolutely, every gig. Hey, you're you're getting paid three hundred, but you're going to collect seven hundred, and you need to mail us four hundred. And there was times. There was one time that I really pissed him off. Broke ass middle act trying to work the road. I collected an extra four hundred, and I, I held on to it for a couple yeah. weeks. I was like, I didn't ask to be your cash mule. I'll get it to you when I get it to you. Or if you don't like this, maybe you could do it on the up and up like yeah, every yeah, other no, business I'll just operates. i use this to pay my taxes the way you aren't using it to pay Exactly. Yours. How would you like that? I held on to that shit for a couple months. That's why I think like comedy clubs blew up because they're such an easy way to launder money. Yeah. And they were such like, oh, we, no, we paid this guy this much money. We bet we only made this much. It was such an easy money laundering venture. Yeah. That's I think they just exploded in the 80s. Not only was everybody a comic, which is where we're at now. Yeah. Even though it's, it, it's not comics that work the road anymore. Yeah. But it's still a lot of them. Yeah. It was like the talents out there, which is why it went bust, too. There's enough people doing shit Robert De Niro impersonations mm-hmm. that we can put them in there. People are coming. We can launder money. And so they blew up. They flourished. And it went tits up because all the comics, there's plenty of comics, most of them, which were garbage. Mm-hmm. I will say that. Out of how many people are into comedy now, knowing that there's no easy way to get money, they're in it because they want to be good at it. So I think the caliber of stand-up comedy is much higher than it probably was in the 80s. Yeah. Um, but I'm not, I don't know who's playing at Comedy Zone tonight. It might be shit. I don't know. Yeah. But, yeah, that's that's what I would say with that one. Yeah, that was my whole – the first six years of my career was just playing Ramada in hotel bars – under the moniker of Comedy Zone or Funny Business or what the yeah. fuck ever. And just nobody put any thought into anything. And it was just garbage shows all around. And I'm not shitting on the comics. You know, these rogue comics out there trying to earn a living, do your thing. But uh, just just very little effort into or, yeah. or even concern into putting on a good show that maybe, hey, maybe, what about the concept of repeat customers, repeat business? Maybe we well, send these people home with a good taste in their mouth, they'll come back. As soon as, you, as soon as you find out about the paying you too much and you have to mail them a check back, like obviously yeah. their priorities are, yeah, exactly. are elsewhere. All right, let's do uh, – let's, let's find uh, one more here. You got one that, that that's uh, well. Here's let's that's a good one to sum up. Okay. First episode from Brandon Boyer. Okay. Said how'd y'all meet? Wrote y'all. Uh huh. I like what that. What made you decide to start a podcast? Huh. Oh, that's a good little origin story. Yeah. There. Yeah. 
Um, well, I met when uh, when uh, our friends uh, Gilbert Lowen and uh, fucking uh, Jared, Jared Harris. Yeah, Jared Harris. Jared was living out here. Mm-hmm. Jared. He's like, yeah, I'm from Atlanta. We do a show out there, and I. I think it was the first time. Like, yeah, we do it. Comedy Gold. Yep, Comedy Come Gold. Out there, we work in addition to Laughing Skull. Uh-huh. We could feature at Laughing Skull, and then headline at uh, at the Comedy Gold, which mm-hmm. was at what was the place that was at? It was called uh, Oh my God, uh, Buckhead Diner, Landmark Diner, Landmark yeah. Diner. Yeah, in and, Buckhead. Yeah, and that was I think that was like two thousand nine. That would have been oh nine. Yeah. Oh, I remember I featured for Mark Marin. Okay. At uh, at the Skull. Yeah, that's when I was like, "Yeah, you should come have a podcast." I'm like, "I don't even know what the fuck podcasts are." Yeah. So I was like number thirty-five. Speaking of shitty comedy clubs, fuck fuck Laughing Skull too. <clears throat> yeah. Hey, we're the most hip progressive club in the country, and we do Best of Atlanta three times a month, so we don't have to pay real talent. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. Well, I think it's also yeah. Well, I mean, it also sounds like if comics aren't playing there anymore, it's like maybe yeah. change up your game. Yeah. You know? I know. Yeah, I just. I don't play. All right, sorry, but yeah, that's uh, that's how we met. Met there. Yes, I came down. Uh, <laughs> I remember that show too. Was that the? Our buddy had a... Alexa, shut the fuck up. Our buddy had a one-year anniversary show. Sorry. Alexa, stop it. It's just going off. Alexa, get off the carpet. My girlfriend has an Amazon Echo, and she's not even anywhere near here. And it's shit... Want to talk about what's haunted? Shut shut the fuck up. Alexa, stop. Hmm. I... Do they have... Like, if there's an emergency, like how your phone will give you, like, a flood warning or something... Can they just override all these robots that are in your house to just be like, I'm sorry to interrupt, but there's a nuclear missile coming? Because I don't talk. I haven't said Alexa. And this thing's been going off since I've been here. All weird like. Hmm. That would be a convenient feature. <laughs> but I wonder, like, is there an, like, an emergency response signal that comes in on your TV when you're watching TV? Yeah. Emergency broadcast. Or the Amber Alerts. Are they plugged in, and could you hijack the emergency broadcast system Ooh. to create a false sense of panic? Hmm. It's a weird way to get to from how did we meet. Yeah. Well, thanks to Alexa, the Amazon Echo. But yeah, we did that show at the Buckhead Diner. Mm-hmm. And Jared, Jared wasn't even there. That was Jared's was... Uh, He's probably out here. He was out here, and his um, Live at Gotham was airing that night. So remember, we all watched it in, right. uh, in the diner. Yeah. Yeah. You were on that same season as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was proud of, proud of the hometown guys. Yep. This whole community watching, oh, yeah. watching their guy do it there. And then we had the one guy who had his one-year anniversary show, and he did like two hours, and half of it was I, singing and dancing. That, somebody gave him a pint glass of tequila, mm-hmm. and he... Sang and danced and cried a lot. Yeah, and I was like, and I knew who you were. I had uh, your album had already come out. So amongst comics, uh, death, uh, life of the death of the party came out. But we knew who you were at the time. Is when I think your album had just come out, and we were all like, "Oh, this this Kyle guy coming in from L.A. He's he's solid. His new album's great." And uh, (laughs) and uh, we were just like, "Ah, gee, you were just sitting at the bar." I remember you were sitting at the bar drinking Coors Lights, and occasionally I'd look over there, and I don't even think we'd met yet. I was just like. This guy, this is what this guy thinks Atlanta comedy is about. No, oh, I'm so I, embarrassed. No, because I work. Well, no, because did we meet then or did we meet 
and Alpharetta. We met then, and then a few months later, we and worked then, together in Alpharetta. That was my first. That was your first headlining, headlining gig after quitting my day job. Mm-hmm. And I bombed the whole fucking weekend. You didn't bomb all weekend. You had some good sets. I ate shit for the most part. <laughs> you were crushing that weekend. Yeah. It was attached to a go kart track. Yes, we talked about that. Yeah, we go ride go karts, and then during the day, uh, I'd come up and pick you up, and we go to That's Atlanta. You had the, uh, the, the Lexus, <laughs> and I you smashed. Sh- by. You sheared the mirror off of the Lexus. <laughs> I had this Lexus, and we were downtown Atlanta in Cabbage Town, trying to go trying to go eat at Fox Brothers Barbecue. And there's this little uh, kind of a one way road in Cabbage Town, which is a little neighborhood in Atlanta. And um, it's one of they're like a lot of streets out here. You know, it's it's a, it's a two way street, but physically, because people are parking on the street on both sides, there's really only room for one car to pass at a time. So there was a car coming like a hundred yards away. So I sped up to kind of just get out of his way and let him have the yeah. have the floor and uh while doing that i i sideswiped a parked car and shattered the passenger side mirror right uh right yeah, you know eight bad. inches from your head <laughs> i was impressed too i'm like man it's like a nice it's like a earlier model model lexus but it was in good shape it was jared's grandmother's, was jared's car. grandmother's car 96 lexus with forty thousand original miles when i bought it i bought it in 2009 it was 13 years old, had 40,000 original miles. It was in good shape, man. She in good shape. Car. Literally drove it to church and the doctor, and that's it. Oh, Beautiful wow. car. And then shattered that uh, mirror, and I was like, oh, man, this dude, this dude's impressed with me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I, well, I've been friends with a lot of people from the Atlanta scene. Yeah. Then, and the podcast came because this is just shit we would wind up talking about after shows. Yeah. And hanging out anyway. Yeah. And it was like, well, why not? Let's do this thing that's not stand up, but that can still. Uh, but it was selfish. But I'm like, I, I need one. I want, I want something I can promote dates. Mm-hmm. I want to get yeah. out there and tell people when I'm touring. Yeah. And then this is what we're talking about anyway. And I, I have a pretty good time talking about this stuff. But other comedians just think you're fucking crazy. <laughs> oh, but you know yeah. People, you know what it is? You talk about this with other people, and there's not enough humor in it. They get mm-hmm. way too intense. Exactly. Because they're not comedian types. And it's like, wait, they're like, I don't want to be serious about it, but I no. want to talk about this stuff. Yeah. And that's what we would do. Mm-hmm. And here we are. Here we are. Just over a year later. Exactly. Asking for your money to listen <laughs> to our bullshit. Exactly. So thank you for that. $4 a month. Spread the word. Tell your friends. Sign up your mom. Sign up your mom. Sign up your mom, dude. Well, hell. Um, thank you, everybody. for. There's a lot of questions we didn't get to. Um, but you know they're 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 on the list and they will exist on this board for the next episode. As yeah. Well. So uh, yeah, thanks so much, everybody. Yeah, for sp- spread the word. Thinking we are worth enough to part with your cash. Exactly. Yeah. And somebody tweeted at us the other day. Why not just? Uh, why doesn't Dave just use this money to uh, get an apartment? We'll get there. And I was like. Who said I'm not? Yeah, no, it's kind of yeah, no, that's kind of what's going on. That's what's going to happen. Uh, I mean, you know, hey, you know what it is? You celebrate something too much, mm-hmm. you're going to ruin it. So if you want to hear those piss jug stories, maybe don't. For give just money. four dollars a month, you can help young Dave <laughs> get out of a van. Young Dave, who just turned forty, <laughs> just you sitting shirtless with flies on your eyeballs. Oh, Jesus. Somebody get this guy some water. <laughs> Look at how distended his belly is. Nah, he's just fat. He's doing all right. 
Oh, that's so funny. We got to do a commercial. <laughs> you want to do, do a Sally Struthers video for you? <laughs> oh, for less than one IPA a month. <laughs> we either do it like one of the starving kids or we do the Sarah McLaughlin one and it's you and a hot fan looking through the window real sad. <laughs> Just shivering. <laughs> oh, God. We gotta, we're going to have to break the window to get him out. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Put a... Put a bow on this one. Thanks for listening to our first ever Patreon uh, user uh, submitted question episode. And uh, and just to recap, we'll try to drop these around the 15th of every month, and Dave's Kitchen will drop around the 1st of every month. You betcha. All right. See ya. <laughs> See ya. The Boogie Monster. Bye.